Welcome back to season four of the Salt and Shadows podcast. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. This season, we will be focusing on the topic of discerning your spirit. We're bringing back our original format and we'll be discussing topics that have come up in our own observations, like how to know who to trust, when not to trust, how to tell the difference, and how to ensure you are protected and supported. We hope you will find guidance, food for thought, and relatable laughter in our episodes as we gather to begin another safe passage into discovering the unique creature you are. Okay, we are back. Hello! Season 5. Yeah, we're just sitting here talking about how we started the podcast in spring of 2021, and it's now been two years and four full seasons later and we're just yeah it's stunning (laughs) it is it is stunning it's stunning it's giving it's giving consistency yeah actually that's great yeah I love it me too I love it for us we're back for the fall yeah we are so many changes though Yeah, and that's what we really want to talk about today. We've started most of our seasons with a catch-up episode. Yeah. And today we just wanted to take some time to discuss some of the things that have changed, especially since we really started the podcast. Yeah. Like, I feel like usually when we start the new season, we're like, wow, things have changed. How cool. Okay, moving on. And now it's like, no, let's have a conversation about this because there's been some significant changes and we want to talk about it. We want to share what that looks like with you. We We like, I had to grab some paper. Okay. (laughs) If I take some notes, it's how my brain remembers. Um, But yeah, we like sharing, sharing along the journey with everyone too. So like transparency is important to us. So absolutely. Well, um, we do also always start with an icebreaker question. Uh, that's right. We're there already. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Don't sound too excited. I'm, s- well, I mean, it's fine. Okay. It's fine. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm so, I'm a little confused. I'm on the edge of my seat. <laughs> what is this? So I thought of a question and I'm going to ask this question. Okay. In the meantime, I'm like, is it even interesting? Do, but it's do, fine. Do, 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 <clears throat> do, okay, so <laughs> the question is, if someone was going to bring you flowers, would you rather have a bouquet or a flowering plant? Oh my gosh. That's a great question, especially <laughs> as we sit in my house with 50 plants and a beautiful bouquet of colorful flowers in front of us. Yeah, would you rather? <laughs> I think at this time right now, and this question would shift for me, of course, I would like a bouquet because I've been working a lot with flowers lately and drying and gifting mm-hmm. and these things, and I do not need another plant to take care of. I almost feel like you have more plants than me now. I, I literally have 50. Okay, so yeah, absolutely. You have more plants <laughs> I, than me now. I had to limit my plants in the house because we don't get very good light. And yeah. we took a few of them to our studio. And they're much happier there. But especially since I took a few there, 
I don't have as many, but I have as many as it takes to keep them healthy and thriving, and I'm happy with that. Yeah. It didn't always used to be that way. That's, That's great. For sure. Well, and I have no freaking idea how I suddenly got 50. I downloaded, I've been obsessed with this app. There's no affiliation involved, but it's called Plant In, mm-hmm. and I put all my plants in it, and that's been helping me just like you it has its own algorithm for taking care of your plants and when to fertilize and water and all this and so and when I put all my plants in there that's when it said I mean it just adds it up for you I was like oh you put your plants into plant in I did yeah and I organized them by room it's so nice (laughs) to be able to do that like there's so many advantages to technology oh my gosh so great too and that's one of them I didn't think I would keep up with it to be honest when I was putting it in I was like I see where this is going all effort up front and there's going to be no follow through but when the app reminded me like hey a few of your plants need care I'm like oh okay right and I could just those reminders yeah it's a huge difference yeah yeah we need those things absolutely when there's just like one of us taking care of something like that like especially 50 plants like you need some little reminders yes and the neurodivergent style of my brain is like you know time time is there's a specific it's evading me now but there's a specific word for it maybe time blindness I can't Mm. I don't know but for neurodivergent people but yeah days literally turn into weeks in like an instant and my plants are parched and dying and I'm like but I just watered you yesterday it's like uh no it's like no (laughs) that's not true just like earlier when we were about to start the podcast and I was like we just started a podcast how are we going to season five right yeah exactly (laughs) time blindness I like that term I like it, but I don't like the ableism behind, like, the term blind. I don't know if there would be a better term or not. Probably. Anyway. Yeah. What about you and your bouquet of flowers versus plants? So, here's the thing. Okay. I'm getting back into this mentality of where I was several years ago. Um we all know the hell we went through with um, after 2020 and I feel like in a lot of ways I disconnected from things that I wanted or saw for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always loved like the French lifestyle. So like going to the farmer's market, picking out some fresh flowers, oh, yeah. especially the kind of flowers they have at the farmer's market, like yeah. just these huge bouquets of wildflowers and That's stuff a, like that. Is that specifically a French lifestyle or just what it, you've been seeing in your French TV show? <laughs> no, it's a French lifestyle, absolutely. Right, I can pull sure, up sure. at least 20 articles and show you right now. Okay. Because <laughs> um, I've read them all. Anyway. <laughs> Um, but it is very much something that they do. And I mean, I know they're not the only ones, but it is something specifically that they like to do. Yes. And like a lot of countries do have more markets and that kind of culture and lifestyle that supports it. So, um, yeah, I was just always really attracted to that. And also I'm not a big flowering plant person. Mm. I love my green plants. And sometimes my plants do go through a season of flowering. And, like, we both have the clover, and it flowers pretty well, too. It's an oxalis. Is that how you pronounce it, right? Oxalis triangularis, I think is what it is. Oxalis triangularis. Okay. Um, Love it. um, You got it. But, and I know there's several different colors of them, too. 
And that, I think that's the only one I have that does flower, though. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of times for me, having flowering plants means the flowers are just going to fall off and they're messy oh, and yeah. they're not exactly the kind of plant I like. Um, yeah. So, yeah. It's like this mix of like, yeah, I love me some plants, but also like, oh, also like a bouquet of big flowering branches like that. So what would you makes choose? Makes me really happy too. I have to choose, don't I? I'm going to say bouquet right now too. A bouquet, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I feel you. The flowering plants are just a little bit more to take care of. I don't mind them too much, though. I have I have three right now. Mm-hmm. And then I also love, it's cool to see when cactuses come that to, is cool. like, start flowering. But I don't know. I think that we're pretty much, like, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think we're in agreement that it's really exciting to just watch, like, new leaves come and unfurl on, like, the green plants and the gr- and the plants just mm-hmm. expand and grow rather than, like, just going through a season. This is, like, watching their actual growth that's going to be a part of them forever. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I agree. There's just something thrilling about being able to understand how to care for a plant through all of its seasons and to make it happy yeah and it also mesmerizes me to think about the that's like a whole different world I haven't thought about as far as like flower farmers Mm -hmm. too so yeah yeah wow especially because yeah the the dahlia plant I have is new and that that is interesting too I've never yeah because I've never like had a specific flower plant and it's like oh when it starts to wither and die you just pluck them off and that's it and I'm like what hold on (laughs) (laughs) I don't pluck things I mean maybe our flower gardener listeners out there can send a message and say otherwise if that if that's that but yeah it's just it is it's a little different Mm -hmm. and yeah that's cool that we're both pick bouquet yeah I have more questions I could ask about this, but I say let's get into our episode. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we probably talked about that a little bit more than we should have already. That's so. okay. That's <laughs> yeah. okay. It's all good. Do you want to, sh- yeah, share the card that you drew for our... Oh, yeah. So I drew from Visions in the Liminal Space by Bakara Lynchner. If you've listened to our podcast before, you've heard us mention her, and the card I pulled was... Sky Daddy. And Sky Daddy. it shows the sun shining from behind the clouds and just beaming out onto you. For me, this definitely feels like Leo season. We are in Leo season right now, and the ruler of the sign of Leo is the sun. Yeah. And it just, you know, big sun energy. Yeah, big energy. And also, like, the sensation, like, the heat's turning up a Oof. little bit. Absolutely. For getting serious about your intentions and where you're at, where you're going. Mm -hmm. Especially, I mean, I don't know shit about it, but especially with the nodal shifts and things like that. Especially with the nodal shifts. I was just about to say it and I was like, should I say it? And the Venus retrograde. That Venus retrograde. Oof. She's, she's very feisty. She's very feisty. Okay, anyway. <laughs> okay, so first question is, as we're catching up here, I'm curious to know what new aspects or discoveries we've integrated into our personal practice lately, personal practices, and how 
whatever those new additions may have be how they're in how they've influenced our personal life and inner growth so the first part of the question is what new aspects or discoveries have you integrated into your personal practices lately Mm. i think you should go first i just answered the oh okay icebreaker question so you go first yeah new like specifically I guess new aspects or discoveries. I mean, I feel like it, uh, a lot of our practices and cycles can be a lot cyclical. And so I feel like I've really come back to a like a really solid morning routine. That's a that's a constant for me. I've been journaling every single morning and almost every single night for almost 2 months now. It's been like over 50 days. Yeah. Um and in that, I feel like I've just taken on the way that it's influenced my personal life is that I have felt so much more comfortable just being at home and wanting to take care of my house and like cleaning up and doing my chores. And like, I've just feel like I've been really on top of everything lately, which is really new for me. And I've really, really enjoyed taking care of myself and taking care of my house and I think that goes pretty hand in hand just with inner growth. It kind of, yeah, is just, there's a lot of inner growth that's happening there as far as, yeah, being com- more comfortable within myself and my house and really grounding deeper into my personal practices, specifically journaling, drawing my cards, moving my body every single day. And eating well. Like, those are the things that I... And drinking enough water. Those are the things that are, like, big foundations for me at this time. And I feel like... I don't know. I've done plenty of journaling in my life. But this is, like, a really solid, new, interesting aspect for me. And I shared this in my newsletter recently. But I... 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 Maybe I didn't share it in my newsletter. Anyway, I started going through an uncoupling a couple months ago and that's when I started journaling was like through the uncoupling and like in what felt like a blink of an eye, I had been journaling every single day for 21 days about like how I'm feeling about this other person and where we're at and all Mm -hmm. of this. And I was suddenly like, oh my God, what if I was like took this attention and faced it back towards myself and I started choosing me and showing up for me and journaling about that relationship every single day and so that's really kind of where the spark took place and I'd say that that's a really new aspect and it's been helping me be able to feel more grounded and more clear in my life um I'm surprised at what kinds of things come up in conversation that I feel better suited to articulate because of the journaling that I've done yeah and I'll also say that I think a large piece of that is due to my minimizing of my cannabis consumption that's something that we we all know it's not like I've been shy about sharing it that I've been on a bit of a roller coaster with and have been really striving to come into this better relationship with cannabis and I know that I've been wanting to pull back and I also it became very clear to me 
that I couldn't do an all or nothing, like a cold turkey situation necessarily. It it was a lot of on and off, on and off. Mm -hmm. And especially after last year, I witnessed like a really big cycle happen. And then the last like 10 months between August and April specifically, witnessing a lot there. And then since my birthday, even in March, I, there was like just a huge shift, just a huge shift in recognizing for me. I'll just go off on a little rant on this real quick. But yeah, just recognizing the way cannabis does serve me is with stress. It helps me to be able to subdue my emotions. It feels like a hug sometimes. It allows me to, it can help me to relax and rest. And it also can help me to not think so much and not engage in conversation and which and so it's like a reprieve of some kind and so when I was able to finally recognize these cycles and how it is serving me that's when I was able to really kind of come to terms with how I don't need it all the time and how I don't want it all the time and I think it's been I have like this cheesy little bit for myself but I've been keeping track of all these things on my phone lately And it's been 34 days actually since I last smoked and I'm in, I am in this, I'm not saying that this is permanent and I expect it to change, but I've been in this place where I really am not interested in smoking. Mm -hmm. I was just talking to another friend about this recently and that I was like, you know, when it thinks about, when I, when it thinks, (laughs) when I think about (laughs) indulging in like just recreational activities with friends for the summer or something I was like I just don't even I'm not interested in smoking it doesn't sound nice to me right now I would much rather like sip a cider and have a tiny little buzz Mm -hmm. if I'm trying to go for anything at all and I feel I do feel really proud to say that for the first time in my life I guess this is a really big new aspect and discovery for me too is that I'm really comfortable being completely sober Mm -hmm. And there is a past version of me that is absolute, was terrified of that. Particularly, I remember the first time I realized that was in no, like the fall of 2019. I remember having like some pretty big breakdowns and talking, like crying to friends about how I just like, yeah, I'd like just the, the sobriety specifically. It's like, and I just it's fascinating I can still feel it so alive like why would you want to be sober like you know like it's so fun to just be in like an altered state of consciousness and then to get on the other side and be like well reality is pretty messed up (laughs) too and to learn how to navigate that it is its own silliness like anyway yeah thanks for listening to me just ramble on about that for a moment but I think that that specifically paired with the journaling and focusing back on myself it has really allowed me to just feel grounded and clear and a lot of gratitude has arisen so it's like you know the ebb and the flow and the way everything all all connects but that's that's really yeah the big new aspects and discoveries and how it's integrated into my personal practices my personal life and contributed to my inner growth at this time yeah yeah because this has definitely been something that has changed. One of the biggest things that have changed since we started the podcast has been um, the prominence of our cannabis use. Right. Um, and it's definitely changed for me as well. We come from different 
places with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, it was something that was never a part of my life until just a few years ago. Um, and I discovered that it was something that really helped me with my extremely overstimulated and traumatized nervous system. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I'm not someone that just sits and, and smokes and like frequently just sits there and gets stoned or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm more of a microdoser. Um, mm, because right. I've just kind of recognized throughout the day there are times where I don't even feel stimulated. And I, I try different things, and I do have different practices like meditation um, for grounding myself. But there are just certain things that are overstimulating for me that I've recognized, and I will um, – it, it sounds silly, but I start getting hiccups. Mm. Um and, and you've witnessed this happen to me. Yeah, I don't think well. it sounds silly, though, either. Really, maybe it doesn't, but, like, I feel like I have to explain it because not a lot of people experience that specifically with those symptoms. But just, like, yeah. I, I start getting hiccups. That's how it starts. And then the hiccups will not um, subside no matter what I do. And then I start just – I mean, it becomes painful. Yeah. And then I start getting a headache, and, and my mm. head just hurts the rest of the day. Um, and – I've just noticed that by microdosing, I stay in a space where I stay calm enough and my nervous system doesn't get overstimulated enough where I can be present and I am still available, but I can um, stay calm as well. Yeah. And so it is something that is a part of my every day, but at the same time, the way that I use it is probably... A lot different than how people would expect that to look right from somebody that uses cannabis on the daily um, and most of the time it is CBD because I do feel like that actually gives me mm. more relaxation um, for my body especially um, yeah but yeah just in general I feel like I was figuring a lot of that out um, when we first started mm-hmm. our podcast and um, I know we use this Start the podcast exactly. with smoking joints, exactly. and the joint is rolled, and the altar is set. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and that was a beautiful space as well because I yeah. do also feel that it was setting a tone for mm. where we were going, and with um, being able to just kind of fight some of those first time jitters and Nerves. a lot of like yeah, yeah for me especially I know that you were already doing a lot of those things and podcasting yourself mm. um but for me especially like I had never done podcasting before and right. it's it's just something that I struggle with 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 uh showing up using my voice and and being seen and so because I don't want to be held back by those things it is something that helped me to be able to get in that mindset and to relax a little bit yeah um we've never tried to promote cannabis as something that you should do yeah oh no anything like that but just speaking about our own personal practices it's really amazing to see how far we've come from that space in our individual journeys with it it's funny that you say that because I don't think that we could, like, it's just not our nature to be like, you should do this. We are, we're always exactly. like, try it and see how it works for you. Here's our experience. Like, yeah. I just literally can't be like, 
do this. Yeah. <laughs> this is what you should do. Every single person can benefit from every single thing oh my we gosh. do. <laughs> but I've been, I've been that person too. Like, everyone needs to do this. And it's probably both of our experiences with that kind of stuff that has brought us to where we are. Yeah. But thank you, yeah, for just pointing out what I'm hearing you saying is like how, yeah, how it did benefit us, particularly in the beginning yeah. and and to just honor those versions of ourselves in that time of our lives and to, yeah, just here we are acknowledging that's part of the catch up and the shift and the changes that we've endured together. And we've also, I mean, we've, because a lot of those changes too have happened since then, we've experienced those changes together. Yeah. And it's been things that we've had to stay in communication with each other about as well. Right. And it really brings in the opportunity in our relationship with like acceptance Mm -hmm. and respecting where each person is. Right. Um, and yeah, it's, it's been really interesting because there are times that I do have a hard time in comparison with those things. There will be times that Courtney needs to step back from it. And when that first started happening, I was like, wait, where does that leave me? Right. We're no longer doing this as a social thing. And like, yeah, and to kind of work through some of those things of like, why am I doing it What versus why are you doing it? And it's okay for those things to look different. Yeah. And yeah. and the like navigating the comfort of like, okay, like uh, you're not doing it, but are you comfortable that I am? And like, you know, are exactly. you comfortable in the same space? Like, you know, what are the new boundaries? And like, yeah, just navigating that shifting yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And those things can be really like, they can catch you off guard. Absolutely. And it's, not necessarily easy things to talk about or even easy to like shift those boundaries around we already like struggle with just placing boundaries (laughs) yeah but then you take that boundary and you're like oh it's it looks different today than it looks yesterday right you know and then it's like yes wait okay let me catch up all right okay (laughs) yes especially with that for me the on again off again on again off again and I'm such a person of like quick decisions like oh I'm doing this and I'm starting tomorrow like you know and then you're like hold on like uh that's cool I'm happy for you and like yeah uh, and I've I've struggled with that even a lot just internally because I you know I've had to really navigate and work with these voices inside my head that aren't mine that are like oh you're just a hypocrite like you can't stick to change like these kinds of things that are very real that actually come up those that um, internal narrative that keeps us from being able to move forward sometimes and without the awareness that's part of what both of us do in our work and with the tools we use is to help people gain awareness so that they you can begin to notice those little types of things that are holding you back or coming up within you and 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 learn how to shift with them to shift your life in different ways yeah it well it's really interesting too like how just acknowledging each other's needs can bring up conflict yeah oh my god you're not even trying to go there and yet it comes up when we're both people who could not speak our needs safely in childhood exactly and so it's like and i think a lot of people are coming from that place too yeah where it wasn't even just like not safe it wasn't even accepted right right you were the child they are the adults 
they're, what they say goes. When you move out, you can make your own decisions. Right. In the meantime, we're not learning how to speak up for ourselves, how to state any needs, how to even like believe that people care about our needs. Right. That And that was that what I hear you speaking to is your personal experience. But also mine was different growing up in a house with alcoholics. It's like literally yes. trying to like I'm telling my parents how I feel. And I was oftentimes like gaslit, gaslit. or completely ignored. Absolutely. Like to, to yeah, the, the ignoring is whoa. OK, but we don't have to get into all that. I just given some context. Yes, some yeah. context. <laughs> um, I want to hear your answer to this question. And I also I want to interject one tiny little thing about hiccups. It's silly. Is that oh, okay? Okay, sure. I have this theory about hiccups okay. that I want to bring to the table. And I do think it's funny because every single person, right? I, I swear, I just heard some lady in the co-op the other day being like, you know what you do to get rid of hiccups, right? Mm. You sip a, you sip water off a spoon. I was just like laughing to myself in the corner. I've heard so many things. Yeah. But my theory is, and I feel like this goes into alignment with what you're sharing with your cannabis use too, and your body is that I really believe that hiccups and this is not based in science or anything like that but just what I know about the nervous system I think hiccups are is your body needing to be in the parasympathetic state Mm -hmm. the rest and digest state and it's not and Mm -hmm. it's like trying to get there but it can't yeah and I first noticed this because I always get the hiccups after I eat and if I'm not like in a restful state because we have to be in a restful state that parasympathetic it's rest and digest like for your food to literally digest yeah and so I've noticed for myself if I'm able to actually take some deep full breaths when I have hiccups I can actually feel my body start to shift into that parasympathetic and of course as a yoga instructor and lightly nervous system informed practitioner um I have a lot more awareness around that but I just I just think it's an interesting thing that I've noticed and wonder wonder how how much truth is there so try it let us know what you think (laughs) I have definitely I've tried but different breathing exercises and all of those different things and it's just very different for me it's like it's like well, I'm not, yeah. I want to be clear, I'm not just saying like the deep breaths, but I think you're also saying like the cannabis has helped you relax enough. It sounds like yeah. almost to like assist you into getting into that parasympathetic state. Yeah. The, yeah. I, I absolutely think you're onto something there too, because I mean, a lot of times if I am in a social environment and this happens to me, the only way I can get rid of it is, I mean, I've literally had to go out into my car, sit in my car completely by myself, not move, not listen to anything. I mean, even listening to things can be stimulating enough at that point for me to just keep having hiccups. Yeah. I know it, to me, it just sounds like such a strange thing, but I mean, our bodies just do things to get our attention. Absolutely. And whether we think it makes sense or not is not the point. It's irrelevant. It's about paying attention to what's coming up and I've had doctors just be like you get the hiccups you know what I mean oh my god really oh absolutely whoa um and you know these are these are these types of things are where we have to come in and advocate for ourselves yes yes because I live in this body I recognize the things that happen yes over and over and over again for specific reasons so I know my body yes. and the way it tries to get my attention and I know what it needs to get through those things too mm. because I've paid attention and right. I've worked with it yes um and I have definitely recognized that when I got to a certain place of anxiety as an adult in my mid-30s there was a point where I said 
okay, this is something I'm going to give a try because I've tried so many different types of things. Um, and before I go to a doctor to discuss being put on some type of chemical medication. Sure, pharmaceutical. I'm, exactly. Yeah. Um, something that I'm not opposed to, but to get some relief, I'd like to try another avenue. And yeah, I really yeah. did feel that that was a place that was able to... The bring, cannabis? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was able to give me relief from that. Yeah. And that's all I was searching for, really, was right, like right. a space where my body can actually go into a place of relaxation and not feel like it's needing to um, freak out yeah. on me. So, wow. But, Thanks for sharing that. Yes. Okay, so back to you. Okay, back you know, to me. What are the new aspects and discovery you've integrated into, into your personal practices? Um, something that has come a lot farther for me has been using affirmations. Ooh, um, I've, I've already been in the practice of meditation. I've been in the practice of using cards and, um, you know, just those types of things. But affirmations have been something that have become a lot stronger in my practice for me. Um, many times throughout the last few years, I've come to these points of, of uh, seeing where my business is, um, seeing where I am as well. And really just getting this understanding of how my, how hard it is for me to get behind myself mm. and to really believe in what it is that I do. And it just came down to this realization of how I really have to go from the inside and like hold myself in this space and recognize my worth and what I am capable of and continue to remember from that space and continue to build myself up because I do not have that programming installed. It is not something that just comes naturally to me. My internal narrative so much of the time is you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And right. It needs to shift into I can do this. I am capable of mm. doing this. I believe I can show up. Right, and instead do these of the things. shoulds. Exactly. I it's see. not just demands on myself, but yeah. it's it's you know, it's literally from the inside out coaching. <laughs> coaching yourself to continue moving forward in a way that is loving and compassionate and not just, okay, keep working, keep working, keep working, because mm -hmm. you know you can do it, kind mm -hmm. of thing. Um, so affirmations have become something that even just from the inside, like shifting an idea of my day and what I'm capable of doing in that day. Um, mm. and it's been helping me a lot. So would you say that's how it's influenced your personal life is like the day to day yeah. stuff? Absolutely. Because I think that's where it starts. Um, really recognizing what I was doing on the daily and how that wasn't serving where I want to be. Mm -hmm. And once I recognized that, I was like, okay, well, what's a lot of the, what are the factors there? Why am I in that space? And a lot of it is because at times it's hard for me to believe in what I'm doing mm. because a lot of what I'm doing is so different than anything I ever experienced. Right. Um, and we're still really building it as well. And so when we're in that space of, waiting for like seeing what the fruit is going to look like you know and things like that um and not just being able to do my 
my work full time at this time, which is what I like to be doing. But in my mind, I'm telling myself that's what I should be doing. Mm. And needing to recognize that I am where I am supposed to be. Yeah, and yeah. The reason it looks different is because what I'm telling myself on the daily is not actually allowing me to get there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's become a daily thing of shifting my outlook and how I'm framing it in my mind. Neat. Yeah. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. Love that. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm moving on to our next question. Let's do it. So as we both navigate through some shifts in our businesses and the shared studio, what has been the most unexpected challenge we've faced either together or individually and how have we managed to overcome it? These are such full and concise questions. Yeah, and we can give a special shout out to ChatGPT for helping us generate them. Thanks to the AI. (laughs) But yeah, I'd say, did you want to go? No, go for it. Okay. I personally would say that the most unexpected challenge that we've faced, I'm a little surprised that it was unexpected, actually, because I'm like, really? (laughs) But it's communication. Like, communication can be really challenging and hard. And we, I think, had a really rocky start in the very beginning of our uh, business like we both had times where we came to each other and were like literally shaking and like wanting to talk to each other about something. And then the other person's like, Oh, that doesn't bother me at all, you know? But then, and so like working through that stuff has been great, but here we are a few years in and coming across things that are like, Oh, like this actually presses up against my values and, and me expressing this presses up against yours and like, or whatever it may be, the discomforts that arise on both sides and having to learn language that lands comfortably for both of us and being able to turn towards each other, I think was, it, I almost said expected, (laughs) not, I expected if you look, if you zoom out and look at it from like a relational communication standpoint right I mean but as not some business partners this is yeah. a this is a type of marriage right honestly yes absolutely and if you're going to move forward and grow together you are going to come up against things that show how your spirit experiences don't align right <laughs> yeah um and I think the biggest part of why that was challenging is because in so many ways we haven't gone there with many people in our lives yeah that's true and like back to childhood things a little bit but conflict right? right conflict has never felt safe definitely not for me right and the harder the conversation becomes the harder it is to know how to navigate in a way that feels healthy yeah Healthy and safe. Healthy and safe. And just having never experienced being able to walk through those types of conversations, it can feel like a battlefield. Like yeah. Like it feels like a minefield. Like you you want to like, you don't know where to step. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And like, even though nothing is necessarily happening, just the expectation that 
everything could explode at any moment because of the feelings that might be on the other side of these topics. Right. Um, and also approaching the topics and knowing how to emotionally integrate them without reacting or responding out of um, some type of defensive or protective mechanism that we've developed to cope through these things in the past, right? And giving space for those things when they arise because sometimes that's just a natural response. Yeah. And we all have to have these moments and face these moments in order to expand and to evolve into the next space and to continue growing together. But until we actually have those moments and experience them together, we don't know how to navigate them. Yeah. Yeah. And And only through navigating them and, (laughs) you know, messily making our way through it the best that we can, do we get to the other side and go, okay, it actually didn't blow up in my face. Right. Things were smoother than I expected, even though they were still hard. Sure. And we still respect each other on the other side of this. Yeah. Remembering that was a big thing for me, too, is and it goes back to like the um, conflict, confrontation, dilemma within myself. But remembering, oh, yeah, we're on the same team. Right. We love each other. Like we want to be here for each other. Like that it's this isn't about because I think we both we've both expressed and shared with each other that we're both just terrified that the other one's just going to leave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that and has to do with our our traumas. Absolutely, too. absolutely. Like we both have experienced abandonment. Yes, <laughs> within our childhoods, and and when that happens, and sorry, I'm, no, that's okay. When that happens to a child, especially, what happens is they they internalize it, and Absolutely. you you think it's your fault, and so it's like you come into a conversation or a confrontation like this, and you're like, well, what am what am I gonna say that is suddenly gonna make you leave? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like literally having your family walk away from you. You feel that any future time you're expressing your needs, people will just have another reason to walk away from right. you. Right. So you should not express your needs. You should not let people know what you might need from them or what would make you happy. You just end up in most places either like walking away from the situation or expecting the other person to walk away from the situation. Right. Because you're just too much to handle. Right. Yeah. And it's like, and in that regard, and this could be like a smaller metaphor or share for like so many different and bigger aspects of life, but that's where we end up compromising ourselves, right? And not being our full authentic selves. And as you and I especially are learning to be our full authentic selves, it really does bring up a different type of its own challenge to learn how to be like okay like I'm staying grounded in who I am and I'm learning to turn towards you and just try and stay soft and find the right language and ask the right questions and to not have like the same old reactions and responses yeah and it's so interesting to watch the whole process like you're in your mind and you're just like I mean for me myself my whole body is is like wanting to freeze wanting to quit mm. wanting to stop just just sacrifice everything just just walk away from it but at the same time like my my heart is like but also you still matter you still right. deserve to be heard like all yeah. of these things that are like 
I can no longer pass over myself any longer. I really recognize that um, when I got a divorce that my body would just literally start like shaking or mm. shuddering if something needed to be said and I was holding back out of fear yeah. of, of what was going to be said in return to me. It could not hold my truth any longer. My truth needed to be spoken or it was making me sick. Mm, wow. And so I really feel that that a lot of people are probably in that space in their own way of needing to learn how to speak their truth but not necessarily feeling like it'll be heard or respected or accepted yeah absolutely absolutely well and that what i think you're describing there too is vulnerability at at being vulnerable absolutely and that vulnerability can can gauge from discomfort to wow this has literally lost me things in my life before and i'm still going to take another snap at it so Yeah. yeah yeah So as we navigate through these challenges together, what strengths or qualities would you say we've observed in one another? Or have you observed in me? And I'll share something too that's been instrumental in supporting each other's growth and resilience. I'm going to say the number one thing that I recognized from you has been patience. Oh, wow. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. This is like on the spot, right? I'm going to get all emotional. We haven't like rehearsed (laughs) this or shared what we were going to say in advance. Well, and I'll just kind of share part of what my answer to this question is as well. A lot of my challenges um, in my own business and with doing our business has been learning how to do a lot of the technical side of things. Mm. Um, It's something I'm not comfortable with. I'm not familiar with. I don't have the practice with and still want to be able to show up and be a part of and be able to support our business in that way. But the only way I've been able to do that is incredibly slowly Mm. and step by step. And these are not things that have been possible for me in the past because it was just expected that I should show up and just do it and know how. And you have had the patience to be able to allow, allow me to take the time to go step by step and to really start retaining what it is I'm learning and be able to keep up with those things at my own pace instead of feeling like I should be ashamed of not being in the same place Mm. and knowing how to do the same things. And so that is probably one of the top things that I really appreciate about you is your patience and that you've been willing to wait through it even though it's it's not easy and that we're on a time schedule sometimes so yeah that's something I appreciate from you oh thank you wow I also feel like I want to like whisper like grandma do you hear that I have patience (laughs) 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 it's a joke in our family you are practicing patience with me. Ah, yeah. I feel like that's how we learn patience is in relationship, right? That's, yeah, exactly. And that's how just like we learn true healing. Like you can do so much, all the inner work you want, but it's really put, the teachings are put to the test in relation with others and in community. And a lot of these people I feel that have told us in the past that we're not patient, I'd love to see them be patient in all aspects of their life too. Oh, I know. (laughs) And my, that's really the joke with my grandma is that she doesn't have any patience. I just want to point out that there's a hawk circling around outside 
I love that. Beautiful. Nice, nice hawk medicine coming in for us. Sky daddy. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say that some of the biggest strengths and qualities that I have really enjoyed witnessing in you is you finding your voice and your confidence and like and going through this phase of learning to not be scared to be seen yeah has been really big and it's just really cool to watch you expand in that way it's such a a weird a weird place to be and thank you yeah for that also yeah um when i left my um past community religious community that i uh grew up with um the jehovah's the jehovah's okay (laughs) the jehovah's witnesses (laughs) right it's not a bunch of uh buddhas walking around okay jehovah's um i love it no i love it um (laughs) that part of that was losing everything Mm, right and being shunned Mm. and publicly being humiliated like they announced it to everybody that you're now a shunned person like in the churches yeah really Mm -hmm. oh my god i did not know that yeah it's it's part of the that's how they inform everybody that you're no longer part of them they announce it do they also welcome people as newcomers they they don't announce like um they announce it when you are um reinstated if you are reinstated they'll also announce that so that people know that they are no longer shunning you but you're but as a new person you're not like welcomed into the community like we now have diana joining us like for the first time like no it's just like don't talk to this person anymore oh now you can yeah and well we'd have to get more into the details okay sorry no that's okay we'd have to get into the details of like what all of that means but just as far as like how that affected me about yes. being seen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I, wanted I didn't mean to, to take s- away from what you were saying. No, that's okay. I wanted to hide everything about myself. I never wanted to be fully seen by people because what that had meant is uh, judgment mm. and loss right. of everything. Yeah. So being seen was a very, very uncomfortable thing for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was incredibly comfortable not being seen. But I really feel that my work is to be seen. And so, whew, that's been a lot of work for me. Um, I can see it in your face that you're like, I guess that's my work. Like, <laughs> Well, that's how it is, right? Totally. So much yes. of the time, yeah. the stuff we really, like, the things that we really have our gifts in or the things we're reluctant to actually bring to the surface. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. I mean, even now, I don't really have a relationship with my family or anybody from that space. But... My children do. Right. So now there is this space of could moving forward with what I need to share and what I need to put into the spotlight also affect their relationship with them as well. Mm. So there's always this, like, you know, in the back of my mind, what, what will this possibly mean? What will possibly need to be sacrificed for this truth? Mm. Um, but each step of the way, I also know there's a purpose for it. Yeah. So I am juggling those things as I move forward, as I build what it is that I'm doing and um, stepping into who I actually am and my gifts. But, you know, it's, it's not just a matter of, oh, you just need to 
see your worth and do it there's been many things I've also had to uh, weigh along the way Mm, absolutely so yeah it's been interesting an interesting journey and I'm still very much working at it yeah there's still just very deep parts of me that um hold back yes and um I'm coaching those parts of myself coaching Mm -hmm. them to come forward a little by little um but it doesn't look like what a lot of people (laughs) you know do when they're like oh okay I'm gonna start this social media thing and I'm gonna start being more yeah assertive and showing myself more there's there's lots of layers to it for me oh yeah so and I'm still working on that but thank you for thank you for recognizing the work that I've done so far absolutely you're welcome so last little bit here we in our shared i'm tripping over my words our shared studio space has been a catalyst for a lot of creativity and collaboration especially between us so with these changes that we've experienced both within ourselves and our businesses some of the things we've shared here and even beyond that how do we envision our studio space evolving to better serve our mission and our audience Mm. And, yeah, do you feel like you want to take that one or do you want me to go off? Since I just did a lot of rambling, why don't you answer first? Yes, of course. (laughs) Yeah, I'd say we have a lot of really awesome ideas and things that we want to bring and that we want to see. But I can't say that we have like like a fully thought out business plan for it yet. But in order to, like, bring forward these things that we envision, um, I know that we want to collaborate with other creators and practitioners in the area and that we definitely want to be in our community making an impact or just being of service to our community more in various ways. And, of course, that takes a lot of time, energy, and attention and uh, and like a, a an intentional plan i would say and we know that we want to do that and we have so many missing <laughs> missing i meant to say moving so many moving <laughs> pieces right now personally in each of our own businesses and even with salt and shadows so i would think i'll leave us on a cliffhanger of that saying that those are things that we want to bring but we can't tell you how when or where just yet yeah it's something that is definitely still forming and like Courtney said community is the absolute foundation of what it is that we're building um we were speaking earlier about like words that really um define what it is that we are seeking for that community and I was uh mentioning that I really feel that our community in its own way is restorative Um, with the way that we we both bring our work into the community that we are building here Um, uh, between uh, Courtney's gifts with uh, self-care and life coaching and the multitude of different things that she brings into that um, alongside um, my religious recovery and uh, spiritual rehabilitation really being able to picture a community that is restorative from the ground up that gives you a space for actually finding rest for your spirit for your body for all parts of you 
and from that space building into who it is that you are as an individual um, not necessarily as a part of a group and from those strengths as individuals we build a thriving community of people that have different gifts and are um, invaluable to everybody around them so yeah that's that's just part of what I wanted to share in that community as well yeah that vision yeah I love that giving like yeah when you say that too what comes up most for me is like providing space for people to rest and be themselves and that both I I personally envision that both within the community that we're striving to create but also want to brainstorm more ways on how we can bridge that out into our our local community more as well and we've both talked about experiences and things like that but also you know this isn't like a creative brainstorming session so I'm just I do I want to leave them on a cliffhanger let's do it (laughs) leave them guessing thank you for tuning in thank you for listening you can always fill out our feedback form for things that you liked or want to hear and yeah, we would love love for you to be involved with us in that way. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you enjoyed this podcast catch-up episode. Welcome to season five. Season five. And we'll see you soon. See you guys. Hey, thanks for tuning into this episode. It means so much to us. You can sign up for our Full Moon newsletter, which is a free newsletter that gives you all the updates about the Salt and Shadow Studio and also some awesome information on that specific full moon for the month. Start creating your own rituals and learning how to dive deeper into yourself. We also have a feedback form in the show notes of wherever you're listening right now, and you can give us suggestions for what you want to hear or just offer feedback for what you liked about this episode. If you're feeling inclined to do that, we'd like to suggest leaving a review on Apple, Spotify, or Podcast. Podbean. You can also take a screenshot and tag us on social media, Instagram or Facebook. Join in the conversation about this podcast on Patreon. Thanks again for tuning in. Until next time, friends.